As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter one. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy to read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. Understand, defend, and share your faith with confidence. This is Unapologetic from Premier Unbelievable. Hello and welcome back to the show that brings you one-to-one interviews with leading Christian thinkers, apologists, pastors, and evangelists. And today I'm continuing my conversation with apologist Mary Jo Sharp. I'm Justin Briley. And today, looking at the problem of suffering and evil and what answers Christianity can offer. It's based off her new video series, Dark Room Faith, and you can find the links to Mary Jo Sharp and that resource with the show notes. By the way, thanks to Maid Marion, who left this review, said, I was immediately excited about the Unapologetic podcast because Premier regularly produces excellent quality podcasts that I return to again and again. Have a listen, excited for more. Oh, bless you. Thank you for leaving that too. Please rate and review us. It helps others to discover us too. And you can find more from the show and all our other podcasts, articles, and resources at our website, premierunbelievable.com. If you register there, you'll get loads of bonus content, a free ebook, and of course, regular updates from us as well. So hope you enjoy today's conversation. Well, I'm joined again on today's show by Mary Jo Sharp, who is an assistant professor of apologetics at Houston Baptist University and founder of the Confident Christianity Apologetics Ministry. Uh, Dark Room Faith is the name of a new resource that Mary Jo is one of the creators of. And it's really uh, a website full of videos, stories, conversations, um, great sort of resource for youth group, student ministries. Uh, and I can imagine a lot of adults who would benefit from it as well, to be honest, uh, because these are really well produced videos on all kinds of themes um, that frequently pose questions and objections, especially to young people. And we're going to be talking about one of the videos, which is on the issue of suffering, which obviously is an issue that, that you know, everyone grapples with at some point in their life. Mary, um, I mean, starting again on a on a personal level, has, has this been a kind of significant objection for you that you've had to kind of work through in your own in your own life? Yeah, definitely. Um, in two different ways, I have a, um, the first way is that I have a very strong sense of morality, and even as an atheist. And so it was hard for me to justify that in a universe void of good and evil, or any, you know, objective basis for that. So this has been a search for myself um, in coming to Christianity and, and coming back around to belief after I doubted uh, what I believed. So that's one one part of it. And then the other part was the hurt, um, the painful experiences of being in the church myself. Um, so that part of it, you know, the 
I sort of naively expected coming into Christianity to find people who were all like the best at searching for the good, true and beautiful God. And they would be <laughs> conforming their lives to Christ likeness and the first people to admit that they're wrong. You know, it's just, I'm an idealist. And so there was a, a lot of uh, naivety on my part. And that um, that combined with the vices of people in the church, you know, it's sort of like the perfect storm. And there was um, pain, a lot of pain from that and hurt at the hands of Christians. So dealing with my own suffering in the church um, has been yeah. part of my journey. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe we'll come back to, to that towards the end of, of our conversation. Um, tell us about this particular story. I'll, I'll give the sort of the pricey that is given on the website itself. Um, this is episode seven. Max wants to end it all. It's titled for years. Max has bottled up his pain, angry at God for allowing him to suffer childhood abuse. But one day a friend gives Max a gift and it transforms the way he sees his suffering and the world. Why don't we just hear a little bit of this video now and then we'll talk about it. I feel it. Every day a pain deep inside just won't go away I don't know if you can see it, but inside I'm I'm suffering God <laughs> why do I feel this way I don't have anyone that understands. If you love me, why do I feel this pain? All the time. So there you go, it's just a, another snippet just to whet your appetite of the, the video uh, episode that is about the issue of suffering. Um, do, you, do you want to sort of um, talk us through a little bit of the, of the story, you know, because each of these, as we call them, narratives or vignettes sort of are, are based around a, a particular individual and their particular struggles. So so what's 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 the kind of the basics of the story in this case, Mary Jo? Yeah. So the title gives it away. Max wants to end it all. Um, we have a main character who his abuse happened when he was still a baby in the womb. And so he was very vulnerable and that led him to have some disability in his life for which he gets made fun of and bullied. And so he gets to a point where he doesn't understand what he's, you know, what is the meaning of his life? Why is he here? Does he matter? And he feels that it would be better if he had never existed. So he wants to, uh, just get you know just to end it mm. and max has sort of an epiphany moment of um you know i'm like you said i'm trying not to give it all away <laughs> but he's he sort of has an epiphany moment that his life does matter um mm. and that it comes it sort of comes through him understanding that he is he has things he can add he has value and he can add mm. to the community of human beings in a valuable way uh mm. that his life isn't wasted or in you know meaningless that it has purpose and he can show redemptive love to others even though he did not have that shown to him so he's it's a very difficult episode i would mm. say um and i would prepare yourself and also prepare your uh, student ministry that we're going to work through a difficult episode but i think it's so important yeah. to do that 
uh, because we need to talk about the pain and suffering of mankind mm. and the problem mm. of evil. I mean, it's it's often said, you know, if any preacher wants to connect at a very deep level with people in their congregation, you you can simply talk about suffering because everyone has their own story, don't they? And it might be different mm -hmm. to Max's, but um, certainly everyone will have, you know, has something, you know, some kind of injustice in their life, some something where they've had to work through some something that uh, that, that they've gone through, and uh, t to that extent. I can imagine this is the kind of episode where, yes, it's going to stir up a lot of kind of potential feelings and emotions in a lot of people. It's not just an intellectual issue in that sense. It's it's very much something that touches people at, at a deep level, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And that's we try to balance that in the episode. We try to offer some um, resource as far as an answer. Um, but we also acknowledge that it's not going to make everything better, um, that it doesn't just make all the hurt and pain go away, you know, just because we can provide maybe this is why there's evil in the world. And so we're very cautious to um, not wrap it up real tidy and neatly. Mm, absolutely. I mean, when when you're in that situation, maybe you're working through issues that people have, you know, and sometimes it takes a while, I think, in conversations or in ministry to to sometimes get down to the real issues when it comes to the, the issue of pain and suffering because it's it's often presented as a as an intellectual issue but very often I, I think it goes alongside often people's own personal experiences of, of pain and suffering or rejection or whatever it might be um, and and to that extent what what do you find is a helpful way into these kinds of conversations when you're you know, maybe starting to broach this subject with someone who says, well, this is the reason I don't believe. Why would a good God allow such and such? Where where, where do you tend to begin with that kind of conversation, Mary Jo? Yeah, it's, it's always different with each person who talks to me. Um, some people are grieving, lamenting um, life experiences. And so um, I'm there to listen and be more of a counselor, be, be a person who is okay with where they're at. So that's an important part of this. Um, the other times, you know, I'll get that, but I might also get, but I'm, they're looking for answers. And so I sort of probe, well, what are you looking for? You know, are you looking for a response? Are you looking for answers? Um, and if they say yes, then we can start, I can start asking them some questions about their view of why there's evil in the world, why they're asking the question they're asking. Um, do Are they angry with God? There's some things that I can you know, it, it comes down to asking questions, a lot of questions about uh, where they're at and why they're asking that. And um, when I get permission, I can go into more of an explanation. Um, so I will say something like, well, do you need answers or do you need a hug? And I've had people say both, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like I'll take a little bit of each. And in that case, you know, I can say, well, here's what I think. Here's what I believe um, about the situation. And I can talk a little bit. Maybe I offer them a little bit of a free will defense. Maybe I offer them a little bit of the creation story about how there's evil in the world and why it's here. You know, something like that. I try not to go too far um, until I see where they're at. But yeah, I'll offer them a little bit about my belief if I'm given that sort of permission. Uh, yeah, that's okay, that's what I need. And it, I've found that it's very, uh, it's received very well. They don't always agree with me, but they'll receive it well when you, you know, step in there uh, in a gentle and charitable manner. You're listening to Unapologetic from Premier Unbelievable. When it comes to, I suppose, the most obvious question, really, you know, 
if someone simply said i'm suffering uh, i have you know perhaps it's some kind of a physical issue that they've been suffering with all their life and they say you believe in a god who could heal someone you know a god who does heal people um and a god who can do anything in principle i've prayed i've asked why why isn't it happening to me i mean again everybody's different and there's going to you know the answer might vary obviously depending on the individual standing in front of you but but in general terms where where would you begin with someone who's maybe coming with that kind of a a problem or a question about god yeah well the first thing i'm going to tell them is i don't know why you personally are suffering mm. i don't have access to that kind of knowledge um and I think that's important to tell people because a lot of times Christians come off like, I mean, we'll just download some theodicy on them or mm. some philosophical problem of evil as if we understand why that individual is suffering. So um, I want to make sure they know first, since we're talking about beginnings here, that I don't know why they're suffering. I don't have that answer and I won't have access to understand that. Um, so I'll let them know that. But then I say, you know, I do have some theories about... Um, you know, could God logically actualize a world in which he gives humans freedom, but they never do anything wrong? I don't think that's a world God can logically actualize. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> so, you know, then we get into that conversation. So I'll say things like that. But um, and, and people want to engage that mm. um, because that's not something that comes out of their high school education or that a lot of times they haven't encountered any of these arguments in their college education. So these are new conversations to them. Um, all they've heard are these sort of sound bites like, well, why didn't God make a world where there is no evil? Mm. They don't think, well, can he do that? Mm. Is that something God can logically actualize without getting into absurdities, mm. right? Um, and so those are you know, presenting those kinds of situations to people help them to think, wow, I've never, I've never encountered that idea before. Maybe it is true that our freedom, which gives us real choice to really love whomever we want to truly and freely love people including the eternal god of the universe maybe that is something um that you know is in place so that we have that opportunity but the downside the bad side or the evil uh side of that if you star wars fans will forgive me the dark side of that <laughs> is uh <laughs> that there is opportunity there as well to hate and to do great harm um, from that from that gift of freedom. Yeah, I mean, it, it is always harder. And I, I mean, that's often where I would go with someone, you know, especially when it comes to injustices people have suffered. It, it is, you know, we you, you the problem is if, if God simply made everyone do the right thing we would obviously live in a world where there wasn't free will and we were all just puppets and you know no one could freely give or receive love uh and all the rest of it but i think it is that bit harder isn't it when it comes to the problem of natural evil and why disease and you know natural disasters before people and that kind of thing where where do you go with that kind of um that that sort of a problem where where it's not so easy necessarily to point to the freedom that, that people exert uh, as as the source of the kind of where the evil might come from. Yeah, there are so many responses to this one. <laughs> um, well, it could be that natural evil is not definitionally a thing because um, evil is defined. It's a moral issue and that has to go with a will. So is a hurricane evil? Is it naturally evil? Well, that's a tough one, definitionally, because I don't know that it can be naturally mm. evil. Uh, it's something that happens in our world, and we can take 
measures for um, to protect people. So like, we can build structures that are better protected from that. Or we cannot build in areas where people experience those things. So that's one. Um, another one is that the, the freedom of people to make these choices to do evil is actually interacting with the physical. Uh, that's another theory on this in that, you know, the whole earth is groaning in anticipation of the release from its bondage, right, to our evil. So we get that out of the Bible that we we are sort of the cause of all this. And you see that the immaterial acting, interacting with material and as far as like our anxiety and stress and, you know, our emotions can actually end up killing us, harming mm. us, taking our physical life from us. So there is some kind of interaction. So those are two of the, sort of the thoughts that you can go on there. Um, maybe it's not something that is, you know, we can definitely say is evil. But then again, um, maybe it is because of the great evil that this world is um, the way it is. There's another one, which is like the soul building theodicy. So many, you asked a professor and this is what happens. So uh, some people think God has put dangers into this world in order to develop human virtue. Mm. Um, so that's another, that's not one that I tend to go mm. with, mm. but if you're interested in looking at that, mm. um, soul building theodicies mm. are out there as well. Yes, I mean, I, I suppose in a, in a related way, people often point to the fact that that actually often people are drawn to god rather than pushed away from god because of certain circumstances in their life that may be painful um and and to that sure. extent uh you know as c.s lewis said you know god uses pain uh, as a megaphone to rouse a deaf world there's a sense in which uh when we when we have a life that is incredibly comfortable in a sense it's easy to forget god i, I don't know if that's a kind of an argument you would use that there's a sort of a a way in which while god doesn't necessarily cause the suffering he can nevertheless use it to to bring people to a knowledge of himself yeah that one's a tough one to pay it, it works for um i i don't even know how to frame this it, it, it's not lighter instances of evil i don't want to say that but when you get into horrific mm. acts of evil mm. it's harder to use that one like uh in my course we at the university we study some of the most horrific instances of evil um and yeah it doesn't it doesn't seem to like balance out there yeah. it seems to be more problematic at that point so that's been one of the greatest objections to that sort of thinking but but yeah he can uh, as you said he doesn't cause it but he can use it um uh, and make something from it so that it's not meaningless mm. right and that's one of the things that we are concerned with is is our pain and suffering meaningless and that's so I'm going to kind of drive it back to our episode here on suffering for Darkroom is that what our character realizes is that it's not meaningless, mm. um, that from his pain, he can provide uh, beauty and, and love towards other people. And like I said earlier, he's very um, redemptive mm. in how he treats mm. others as he finds his way because he realizes that that's what he should be doing. Which ultimately, I suppose, is, is a picture of Christ who obviously suffered pain suffering humiliation injustice but was able to turn it in a redemptive way to you know uh, so so I, I guess that's the, the central picture at the heart of christianity in many ways yeah yeah very much so and that's one thing that cannot be left out of the conversation sometimes you know i'll get into philosophy of <laughs> the problem of evil but ultimately uh, and, and I get into things like, well, what are you even calling evil if there's no standard of good by which mm. you're saying something's evil? So I can go there. But ultimately, at the end, you're looking at a God who suffered 
uh, and died on the crust. Um, so, and then sort of a Alvin Plantinga response, like a world with incarnation and atonement mm. uh, is greater, mm. you know, is a greater mm. world. So there's a God who suffers with us and doesn't distance himself from us. He's not the deistic God who's just sort of a watcher in the background. And you fitted this all into a 15 minute video uh, or not quite? <laughs> <laughs> eight, <laughs> it's like an eight minute, eight or 10. We did. We put it all in this short bit. No, I mean, it's more about the opening up the conversation. You and I have gone very, very deep, and I don't want to scare anybody off. Um, the video does not go that deep. It is more about the character's engagement with it. And we just very lightly introduce yeah. um, responses mm. to the problem. Well, as I say, the, these are very much, I think, meant to be conversation starters. And, and I guess the individual group or leader will know kind of where to kind of press the issues and where to open up these conversations hopefully and i'm sure that the resources that accompany it help help them to do that as well but yeah thank you very much for for talking through this um it's not an easy subject but i think you've done it in a really great way with this this new video um so um if you want to go and check that one out um it's one of the episodes at darkroomfaith.com uh, and you can see all of them there as well as the resources that are available to help you lead study groups uh, with this material but um, uh, for now thank you very much Mary Jo for joining me again on this week's edition of the show thank you for having me thank you for being with us today the links to Mary Jo's website are with today's show and next time we continue the conversation addressing how to have tough conversations with teenagers about sex porn and relationships well, you can get more from the show and support us too at our website premierunbelievable.com for now thank you for being with us and see you next time you've been listening to unapologetic for more shows resources and our newsletter visit premierunbelievable.com Welcome to Cape and Ray Hall, nestled in the beautiful landscapes between England's national parks. As a Bible school, we offer short-term courses aimed at fostering your spiritual growth and living in a community. Our historic manor house has something for everyone. You can enjoy indoor and outdoor adventures, connect with students from around the world, and learn how to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. Search Cape and Ray England for more information.